Hey, welcome to the Jackson Cloud. I'm Jamin. I'm Casey. And I'm Olivia. And today we're going to talk about the Tower of Babel, which may be familiar to you. Uh, well, in general, if you've read the story, it may be familiar to you. But you may be sick of hearing it here on the Jackson Cloud because I bring it up a lot. Today is more or less like the reference episode. Anytime I bring it up in the future, I'm just say, go watch this episode as we kind of discuss what's going on with the Tower of Babel. So in our previous episode, we talked about some of the ideologies that led to the Tower of Babel. We talked about how Nimrod was a gibor, which is a mighty hunter, but it, it connects him back to the uh, ideologies of the giant Nephilim in Genesis 6 because they were mighty. They were gibor as well. And the Tower of Babel uh is they built it to make a shim a name for themselves and the nephilim of genesis 6 were known as men of the shim or renown is the way it gets translated in english there but it's the same kind of words coming up and some scholars would say like michael heiser would say that these are connections to make us think that the tower of babel since it's Babel's built by Nimrod, and it's got the Gibor and the Shem and all these other connections, that the Tower of Babel is like a statement upon Babylon and their false gods and the giants and their heroes who are not heroes in the Bible, but villains and all these things um, that the Tower of Babel story is making us think of all of those things. So there's another way, too, that uh, Tower of Babel is, needs to be thought of for, like, spiritual worldview uh, related to all these false gods and whatnot. And that's found in Deuteronomy 32.8, which I think Casey has pulled up. Casey, you want to read that? All right. So this is, again, in the ESV. And it is, uh, When the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance... When he divided mankind, he fixed the borders of the people according to the number of the sons of God. Right. So some of you might have a different translation than the ESV, and at the end it says he fixed the borders of the people according to the sons of, I think, Israel is maybe what your translation says. Um, we it have that now... in the footnote, yeah. Okay. So we have actually found older manuscripts of the Bible that overwhelmingly show us that it says sons of God and that sons of Israel was like a later uh, edit that is not the original. And so translations like the ESV have actually opted to use the older translation because older would be the correct one. Uh, so with that being said, uh, for a long time, we've read this verse and thought, when God divided the nations, is that Babel? The answer to that is yes. Okay, when he divided the nations, why did he divide them between the sons of Israel? The answer to that is, I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Right? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Why would you divide, if Israel's their own nation, why would all the other nations be divided among Israel? When we now see the older translation saying they were divided up amongst the sons of God, well, now we're thinking completely differently. The sons of God are spiritual beings. Um, they're little G gods. God has made spiritual beings who he gifts power and authority to reign over different nations in the Bible. And we recently talked about this last week in our episode on the 
the 70 nations, their gods, and Jesus. Um, but when they're divided up, when nations are divided up by their languages at the Tower of Babel, God then assigns to them more or less as a punishment, like now you can have your false gods. Like I've told you a hundred times to follow me. We flooded the earth. We started over again. I told you to spread out, but you didn't spread out. You chased all the ideologies of the false gods and you, you built a tower to keep yourself in one place so you wouldn't be spread out across the earth. Like you just, you literally are doing the wrong thing all over again right after the flood and so therefore you guys can have lesser gods than the one true god now we've talked on the uh jackson cloud before the uh angels are made in what she's eating so i'll answer in god's image (laughs) thank you (laughs) not in factories The angels are made in God's image. We have a whole episode on that. Uh, You can check that out. It's called uh, made. I think it's called made in our image and with a question mark and parentheses. It's, it's somewhere linked up on, on the screen right now. Um, But if you were to go. Jamin linked his own episode this time. I did. We didn't do that for him. That's right. Usually you forced me to link it this time. It was my fault. Um, That episode shows us that the angels are made in God's image. Therefore, we would think that though the punishment is God is assigning you to lesser gods, we wouldn't necessarily be thinking God is assigning you to evil gods, right? (laughs) So just to clarify, little g gods, yes, they are a thing in the Bible, but they're not God. They're nothing like him. God has made them. They're they can be called angels. They can be called spirits, whatever. When you're reigning over a nation, though, the Bible refers to you as a little G God sometimes. Um, so these little G gods are reigning over all the different nations that were divided up at Babel. They should be imaging God to the nations. But Psalm 82 tells us that they didn't do that. Uh, so, like, just to put this in another perspective, hmm. like... If we compare it to how the United States is made up of, where like there's a federal government with federal leadership, but then there's also state leadership uh, people, would it be kind of like governors of states are like the sons of God kind of a thing? Yeah, so like the analogy never works out perfectly because we're talking about the one true God, right? But if you were to think of like, and we're talking about democracy, but... (laughs) If your president in this thought is like he's the one really in charge, but he's delegated authority to the governors uh, or the governors have a certain authority underneath them, but still high ranking authority, it, you could think of it in a light like that. But the governors have expectations as to how they are to to work, right? The federal court sets what they need to do, and yet they they break federal rules all the time. Sometimes they just straight up, like, change. But, yeah, the little G gods start setting their own rules and start playing their own ways. Rather than image God to the world, they try to turn themselves into images to be worshipped. And Psalm 82 says that God brings all these little G gods into his council room, and he condemns them to death. They are immortal beings. They should live forever. 
but now they're going to die for their sins. What they've done is uh, uh, repulsive to God. They have uh, not taken care of the poor like they should be if they were truly imaging God to their nations. And they're uh, living corruptly as gods, which they shouldn't be if they were to image God. All that being said, um, they then uh, are doomed to to die at the end of all things in this lake of fire that Jesus said was specifically made for Satan and his angels. In other words, any of the dark spiritual world that has colluded with Satan, who's kind of seen as like the ultimate bad guy of sorts, all of that is doomed to an end, even though its existence is supposed to be immortal. God has created the means for it to no longer be immortal. So anyways, to rewind, what happens at the Tower of Babel is Deuteronomy 32.8, which Casey read earlier. God says, you're not following me. You can have something lesser, and then things start to fall apart. The lesser gods fall apart. It's clearly seen in Daniel 10 when God sends an angel to speak to Daniel, and one of the gods over Persia, the prince of Persia is what it's called, fights that angel to stop it from getting to Daniel. And then when that angel leaves Daniel, the little G God of Greece shows up and he's fighting. It's just like the spiritual world is a mess. <laughs> the nations have fallen. The little G gods have fallen. The human imagers have fallen. The spiritual imagers have fallen. And the only thing that's going to survive all of this judgment, all of these problems that's been divvied up since the Tower of Babel is those who follow God and live as his people. And that started with the nation Israel. As Casey read, all the nations were divided up except for Jacob. That was God's inheritance. So Jacob is where the nation of Israel is going to come out of, and all that belongs to God. And when Jesus comes around, as we talked about in a previous episode last week, Jesus sends all of he sends 70 disciples into all the 70 nations that were divided up at Babel and demons are cast out spiritual entities are fallen satan himself is is struck down like lightning uh and everybody is welcome into uh the one true nation of God the descendants of Israel and so that's how we, who are not Jewish, unless either of you have Jewish blood I don't know about. <laughs> Casey hasn't done any ancestry tests. He doesn't know. Um, nope. That's how we ultimately get into the story of the people of God, is uh, the old nations. God has extended the invitation. You can leave the old nations behind and come and follow him again. You don't have to be with your false gods come and follow the one true God who is Yahweh, who is found in Jesus, who made a way for us to come to Yahweh. Um, and that that's what Pentecost is about. So if Tower of Babylon is like, I've had enough, I'm splitting you up by your tongues, by nations, Pentecost is the opposite. All right, Jesus has made a way for you. I'm giving all of the languages of the nations to my people to go out and reach you. So 
tongues from that. And we've talked about tongues before. We have a whole episode on that. But tongues from that perspective, when we speak in tongues, it's a reminder of just how how much God wants to reach our neighbors. And we should be thinking of that anytime that we practice that gift. So anyways, there is a lot going on in today's episode. Um, feel free to chew on it, ask questions. Uh, Livia will set you up with how you can go about that. Well, in the description below, there should be a link to the Discord where you could join us and we can continue this discussion further. Also, there is a like button. There is a comment section. There's a subscribe button. Feel free to visit any of those. All right. And with that, we will catch you guys on Friday for another game and next week with some more journey through Genesis. Genesis.